Hey y'all, it's Nathan Resnick from Sourceify, and today we've got another epic guest on e-commerce on tap. This is a show about the entrepreneurs, creators, and agencies that make up the e-commerce world and the stories behind how they grew. Crack your brew because here comes another amazing episode. What's up? Welcome to e-commerce on tap. Today we have Ben Jabawi, the CEO and founder of Privy.com. This is the go-to solution for really growing your e-commerce audience. They have some of the best uh, email captures I've seen, and it helps you reduce cart abandonment. Ben, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So before we dive into really the dynamics and what you learned helping over a quarter million businesses really improve their email capture, how did you even get started in the e-commerce world, and how did you think of creating this amazing solution? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so I. I have a technical background um, and I just, I grew up in a house with two entrepreneurs. So both of my parents had been running their own small businesses. Um, neither of which was, was uh, e-commerce, but I just got a good feel for how these small businesses are adopting technology. Um, this was already, you know, six, seven years ago. So, you know, build me a website, what's Facebook, what's email, what's Google ads. Those were the types of questions that my parents would bounce off of me. And I started to just kind of see a trend is that every small business is very different and unique and their stories are different, but their challenges kind of uh, line up or very parallel when it comes to marketing. And so much of it is centered around, uh, you know, this kind of overlapping playbook that's about bringing an audience to your site, which is kind of the focal point of your brand, uh, converting that audience into either a lead or a customer, and then uh, building that audience into a loyal customer base that comes back again and again. And so um, it started with like the pain points that I saw my parents having around the need for self-serve tools mm -hmm. uh, that were easy to use, that were inspiring, um, and that leveraged uh like data to help them move faster in a turnkey right. model um and we kind of started the business uh with a focus on small business but we quickly realized that it was e-commerce entrepreneurs that uh really saw the value in email as a channel and uh over time we just realized we could differentiate and solve those pain points and the e-commerce use case. Right. So when you were starting out, was, was email always the focus or were you originally creating like different tools to help these stores? And then also, uh, you know, just give us a timeline in terms of when were you guys first starting Privy? Yeah. Great, great questions. Um, so I think we incorporated in like 2012 um, and the original, thesis was centered around promotion so it was going to be a self-serve uh, software product that simplified the process of creating promotions that you controlled and distributing those to an audience and um, we wanted it to be it free right so like you as the business owner could do it soup to nuts without hiring an agency and what we realized was promotions were great, but the reason 
our early users were loving the product was it helped them build email relationships faster than they ever had before. Right. And so it took us a while to figure that out, but especially as we kind of worked more and more with e-commerce brands and business owners, we realized uh, ROI is such a, I mean, the ROI of email is so clear, mm -hmm. right? So right. Um, we decided to change the messaging and the focus and the roadmap to uh, hone in on list growth as our wedge into the market Got with it. a free offering. And nice. that was, that really didn't happen until 2015. Wow. Okay. And so once you, you know, came up with this free offering, yeah, I want to kind of dive into the e-commerce mindset of an entrepreneur and say, look, you know, let's say I'm just starting out my store. We're starting to do, you know, a few thousand dollars a month. What have been some of the best practices that you've seen on Privy that, you know, entrepreneurs, especially in the e-commerce world are utilizing, you know, is it like a, buy one, get one type of offer, you know, what are some of those, uh, you know, high converting email grabs that you see often used? Yeah, I think there's really two, two areas within the marketing funnel that we speak to and coach to. Um, and this is really centered around the data set we see from all the sites that use Privy. And I think, you know, nine out of 10 e-commerce sites will say, yes, I think email is important and they'll slap up a generic pop-up um, mm. that really is not targeted and hits everyone. Um, and that might work and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But what we would say is, look, you need to think about your on-site conversion strategy um, in line with your funnel, right? So let's think about the top of the funnel. What we might recommend is target first-time visitors to your site with some small incentive for opting into your list, mm -hmm. right? We know that it may take a couple touches before you can drive that to a sale, either through email or, or a lookalike audience or, or retargeting, whatever it is. So um, whatever you can do to convert more of that traffic at the top of your funnel, we would recommend like join our list and we'll reveal a code for 5% off. Right. Um, and I'm just kind of speaking in broad terms. That's something that, can be highly effective at the top of the funnel. What we're seeing is other use cases that are hugely valuable um, in terms of using a display or a pop-up or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. at the bottom of the funnel too, where you're being more sophisticated with who you're targeting and what you're offering, right? And the perfect mm -hmm. example of this is we see time and time again that card abandonment is is like on everyone's minds mm -hmm. and when someone is let's say they've added 20 bucks to their cart right there there maybe they start on the cart page now if you're on shopify certainly you move to the checkout page in the checkout flow and at that point like there's no higher intent customer than that right and so the typical model today is like oh let's let them leave the site let's let them abandon the cart let's wait an hour and let's trigger the abandoned cart email when they've already left the site our view is like look if someone's that far down your funnel why right. don't you pick them while they're exiting your checkout with an offer before they've actually left the site as that last ditch effort so at yeah. the bottom of the funnel we're seeing that you can use these sort of email capture concepts and overlays to actually save 10% of carts before they ever wow. leave the site. 
and, and that's kind of that's that exit intent dynamic in terms of that car abandonment. Is that correct? Yeah, we really think of the world like it's technology, right? So um, there's so many different ways to skin this cat, but usually when you're crafting a campaign in our world, we think about it as like you have a message and a design, and you pair that with a group of people that's targeted and an action that they take on the site, right? So um, a pop-up might look nice and be on brand and offer 5% off, but that's used for different use cases if it's targeted to people who are who have over $100 in their cart Got and it. then exit versus are here for the first time, have nothing in the cart, and have never purchased before. Right, right. So what we're finding is, you know, simply removing the friction of what it takes to, like, become a lead of your brand mm -hmm. is helpful, um, as long as you're crafting a nice user experience for the customer. Um, there's all these other additional targeted scenarios you can open up um, that really can help you solve major business problems quickly um, without spending tens of thousands of dollars on agencies and CRO um, in the traditional sense. Right. And, and so through, you know, a, a tool like Privy, are you able to track, you know, sales completely through the platform? Like, let's say someone lands on my site, they're a first time visitor, they sign up for my email list, and then I send them you know, uh, abandoned, abandoned cart offer through email, and then they check out through Shopify, can I track that conversion? I mean, I remember, uh, you know, five years ago when I was starting my first e-commerce companies, it was always challenging for me to track that whole conversion. And I think, you know, nowadays you have to be so numbers driven in the e-commerce world that knowing and being able to easily track that funnel is, is so vital. And so is it easy to set up through Privy? I mean, is that one of the solutions totally. you guys have there? Yeah, I mean, we've spent basically $2 million of, of our investor money over the last two years to build integrations with every single platform, wow. both on the e-commerce side and on the ESP side for these exact wow. reasons. So let's say, let's say you use Shopify and MailChimp and you add the Privy app to Shopify, then all of that attribution and tracking around who is viewing these offers, who's signing up, and who's completing purchase as a result is Got all it. streamlined and automated for each That's year. amazing. That's amazing. I, I want to also dive into some specific, you know, like case studies or customer success uh, stories that you guys have. I mean, I can only imagine with, you know, 250,000 stores that use Privy that you have to have some incredible insight into the way people have really utilized email and, and email captures to grow revenue. And so do you have any specific examples that you could kind of share in terms of how someone has really sparked uh, growth just through the use of, of these email tools? Totally, totally. I mean, so sometimes we take a step back and, and look at like the scale of the network. And so, um, you know, the benefit of the freemium model is that we do collect a lot of this data across the network. Mm -hmm. The scale's massive. We see billions of consumers every month now. Um, you know, millions of opt-ins uh, across different offer types, targeting rules, display formats. So I think there's a, a ton there. Um, a couple uh, that come to mind quickly. Um, we were recently working with a client um, that was converting like 1% of traffic into mm -hmm. lead uh, with a meaningful amount of traffic, right? So maybe they mm -hmm. have 100,000 visitors a month. Um, and they came to us and they said, hey, we love the product. 
you know, we love the reporting and the attribution. Like, can you help us understand the levers on how to get these numbers up, right? Because mm -hmm. if you have 100,000 visitors, every percent matters. And what we saw was that we could just like coach them through the process of, hey, on mobile, let's segregate these audiences and treat mobile differently than desktop. Right. Uh, let's look at your abandonment flows, right? And so if your average order value is, um, you know, 50 bucks, let's target people who are abandoning cart with less than average order value with a small offer. Got it. Those that have like 3x average order value and abandoning cart, let's really do a lot more and be a lot more aggressive to save those. And what we saw was um, very quickly, like in a matter of two months, um, we were able to reduce cart abandonment by 15%. Wow. Uh, an increase at the top of the funnel uh, from 1% to close to 10% of traffic opting in to subscribers. So, and, and this is someone that had, had already invested a lot of money into their email automation. So every new subscriber that we're bringing in is still high quality through the targeting, but it's, it's almost helping them do two things. It's driving more revenue um, immediately, but it's also helping them drive more revenue through the prior investment and the flows that they've built out through Got it. or wherever that is. That, that's awesome. I want to, you know, touch on briefly because I see a lot of kind of interesting data that people say about colors or, you know, different kind of little schemes on email pop-ups and, and like, Oh, the color of my button increased my conversion by 10%. I mean, is that true? Like, do you see data reflecting in like little, you know, specifics like color can increase conversions that high? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, and every year we, we pull a data set and publish this stuff. Um, what we found most recently was that there's a series of levers that carry the most impact on conversion rate. And I'll kind of walk through the top ones, right? The first one, hands down, is is there an offer and what's the offer? Like, I hate to say it, but if you have a beautiful pop-up, let's say, that just says, join our email list, mm -hmm. I can tell you with a high level of confidence that I think you'll convert about 1% of traffic. Right. Um, if you think about a specific incentive, like a join our email list and get, um, and you're getting like a five or 10% code, we'd expect conversion rates probably around five to 10%. Got um, and then if you kind of do this like enter to win concept or like a sweepstake or a spin to win concept, I'd expect probably 15 to 30% to convert. So I think hands down the number one lever for a conversion is the offer. The second is the display type, mm -hmm. right? So a pop-up versus a little fly out versus those bars that you've seen versus spin to win. These things matter, um, but I, I'd put that second. And then um, the third, yeah, is, is the visuals. Um, I, I, you know, I think like the order of magnitude in terms of impact that the offer has definitely outweighs red button versus blue. Um, but I think it's probably more prudent when it comes to design testing mm -hmm. to strip out as much text as possible and focus on making sure that if someone only glimpses at this display on the site, how quickly can they extract the offer that you're giving? Um, nice. And so subtle things like on the button, instead of saying, 
sign up if you're running an offer saying reveal code now like those little nuances can definitely have an impact uh, more so we've seen than like a red versus blue button right makes sense and i also you know want to tie this all into to traffic sources and i know with you know uh, mark zuckerberg's new update at facebook in, in terms of how he's trying to you know cut down on some of the spam that's going through some of these facebook ads you know, what do you see the future being as, as some of the main and kind of best practices to drive traffic to e-commerce stores? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that your traffic source is going to have a big, uh, it's going to have a big impact on your conversion rate. And so, you know, with Facebook becoming more expensive, you know, some AdWords on, on uh, Google AdWords are uh, extremely pricey on a CPC basis. You know, what do you see as a future for these these traffic sources i mean where do you think that whole world is heading with you know facebook becoming more expensive expensive yeah i think what it's going to do i don't think you're going to see people running away from that channel i think that you're going to see people getting more sophisticated about like clearly understanding the different components of their marketing funnel right and so Whereas today you see a lot of chatter and, and energy spent on like, I want to optimize my fake Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I think what you'll probably see is like, I need to understand which are the best channels for driving new visitors to my site. And then below that you'll see, I need to understand once I've driven a visitor to my site, what are the best channels to nurture that person down my funnel? Got and it. I still think that Facebook will play a big role in both of those. Um, and email, the value of email here probably will, will continue to grow. Um, but I, I do think that you'll just see people, rather than thinking they can drive someone to the site and transact in that first visit, they'll understand that it's going to take more touches and get smarter about where to spend their time and money inside that funnel. Got it. That's awesome. And last question, just wrapping up here. You know, I've got to ask as a, you know, entrepreneur yourself who has, you know, dealt with so many different e-commerce businesses, if you were going to go ahead and start your e-commerce store tomorrow, you know, completely new store, what would your approach be? How would you grow it? Um, you know, walk us through your process kind of end to end in terms of, you know, how am I going to take this business to uh, six, seven figures and more? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. And I think that whether you're doing this for e-commerce or you're like you or me starting a SaaS or, you know, technology business, um, rather than look for like the right niche or the right drop shipping product, I would think about what am I truly passionate about? What service, like what's differentiates me? What am I excited about? And who do I want to solve a problem for? And I think that if you start out your journey with that passion, then even as competition comes up or challenges come up or channels come and go, you will carry on uh, mm -hmm. and figure out a way to get it done. What I see in e-commerce that I think will change probably soon is a lot of folks coming to e-commerce without that passion and they're more interested in figuring out, you know, the drop ship model and there's all this competition and you've never seen your product. Like I think that that will really just kind of crumble at some point. 
So I think it's the people that are truly passionate about, you know, whether it's your hand knit sweaters um, or like your, your, the product that you're manufacturing mm -hmm. through Sourceify, like when you go through that process and you're really passionate about that one thing, mm -hmm. those are the businesses that are going to excel because even the, the techniques that Privy can add or Sourceify can help with or mm -hmm. MailChimp can help with, like those all are worthless if the entrepreneur is not passionate about what they're trying to bring into the world. 100%. I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it also enables these entrepreneurs to involve their own story in the products. Whereas if you're just drop shipping a product, you know, you don't even know how it's made necessarily. You don't have, uh, you aren't invested in the product. And so I think that insight is incredible. You know, Ben, thank you so much for coming on e-commerce on tap. If the audience wants to reach you or try privy, how can they find you? Yeah, I would just go to privy.com, P-R-I-V-Y, um, or you can reach out to me directly, ben at privy.com. Awesome, Ben, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Nathan. And there you have it. Thanks again for tuning in to e-commerce on tap. If you could like, subscribe, tell a friend, really spread the word about the information we're getting out there, that would be much appreciated. Also, if you have any manufacturing questions or need help with your manufacturing, feel free to reach out to Sourceify for the fastest growing manufacturing platform, helping hundreds of companies produce products around the world. Thanks again and have a great one.